0: I'm Samaita Graver, and I want to welcome you to Truth, Salt, and Spice, the podcast. My hope is that the stories my guests share inspire you to walk in truth, be salt to your corner of the world, and to use the unique gifts that God intentionally gave you to add spice to everything you do. On our last installment of the Friendship Series, we wrap up with JJ West. Her husband's an airline pilot, which keeps him away from home regularly. JJ shares about the difficulties of building and maintaining friendships because of flying solo as a parent most of the time. You see what I did there? Here's JJ. Hello! You're here! Hi,
1: I'm here! (laughs) We made it! We made it. (laughs) After what date? When does it work? We're finally here.
0: We're finally here.
1: It is. It is. Um, that's how my life works though is let me check 47 other calendars and get back with you and then change it three times that's basically how my life runs um anyway.
0: so there we go <laughs> it runs on flexibility and coffee
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and being able to deal with other people's body fluids or mood swings like that's that's basically <laughs> what let me happens. tell
0: you something mm-hmm. your facebook posts make my day <laughs> That little one of yours.
1: <laughs> is, so for those of you who don't know me, uh yeah, I have I have children. Um, and well, oh, how about
0: how about we start there? Introduce okay. yourself,
1: tell people what you, <laughs> what you want them to know about
0: you, and then you can talk about your little spicy ones.
1: <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, my name is JJ West. Um, I am no relation to JJ Watt or Adam West. I get both of those questions a lot. Um do you My look names? like any of them? Neither. Oh, I, okay. am a, I am a short, curvy white girl. Um, yeah, with yeah, with zero athletic or acting abilities. So there we go. Um, so I am I live near Orlando, Florida. Um, I've lived here about 13 years. Um, where I, I grew up in Tennessee. That's why you're you'll probably hear it it will come out um as we're speaking I grew up in Chattanooga and then lived in Knoxville for a while um currently well I previously I was a high school teacher um in both Tennessee and in Central Florida and then currently I stay at home with three kids um seven five and just turned four so and is he Chris, four already yeah, he's four already can you believe that <sighs> oh, no. yes he's four already you you
0: were introducing your husband
1: yes so <laughs> I'm married my husband um we've been married coming up on 16 years Woo-hoo! um yes I, that is a praise and we'll talk more about that <laughs> a <little bit>. um, <laughs> yeah so he's great he is the yin to my yang um yeah, he's the end of my yang for sure. Um, so yeah, what I like long walks on the beach. Oh, like yes. It. Um.
0: No, we haven't yes. done any crazy dancing or anything. Right? Music, have we? Right,
1: I do. Yeah. No. I You love some dancing. I love to tell a good story. I love to listen to a good story. Um. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I think that's. I think that's a good starting point. Uh, for where we're at. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. I, um, I was trying to think here. Have I only met you in person once? And th- then I saw you, what, two years ago?
1: Yeah, maybe. It feels like. We saw each other in North Carolina because you weren't yeah. able to come to Texas. Exactly. Oh my gosh, that's crazy that we've been in the same room together once, but, um. It feels like not. Yeah, it does, it does. Um, it's yeah. Facebook.
0: I blame Facebook for the I know. for the Semida fake. Is
1: my Semida is my friend from the internet. Yes. Um, <laughs> and you know, um, we are lucky that I, I know that we have a few of those together. We have several of those together. Um, and now you're just my friend. You started out as my friend from the internet, and now you're my friend. But yeah, it is weird that we have had some really amazing conversations or been a part of some amazing conversations um, but we've really only been in the same state or room together for about 48 hours 48 52 hours something like that so um,
0: yeah a long weekend of fun and Jesus
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and some storytelling
0: and some storytelling
1: yeah
0: <laughs> for yes. sure no that's amazing that's amazing and um, I was so excited when you said I'll talk about friendships and Because I know we had uh, that weekend we had talk about friendships and and, um, while having little. So Mm -hmm. I'm eager here to jump in and for you to share your experience. um, And uh, I'll chime in, ask questions, and uh, we'll definitely laugh. Oh, wait. You you need to tell people about about you when you talk. Remember?
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) So I have two warnings for our listeners today. Um, first of all, we'll start with, I am in central Florida today. And normally we, you know, this time of year we have great weather, um, and we're getting into our seasonal, we have an afternoon thunderstorm, but today is one of the crazy days where we have rain all day. And since my home is currently being overrun by children and construction workers, um, well, not really construction workers, but my husband doing construction. I, there was nowhere for me to hop in home. So I'm currently sitting in a parking lot, praying that another thunderstorm cell does not come. So if you hear strange banging or rumbling, it is not me. It's not me. <laughs> um, but also, dear listeners, you need to know that I get very excited and passionate. And so um, I have instructed Zemaita to like, Rein me in. Should I uh, get to mumbling or speak too quickly? And I told her, I wish you guys could see my face. I'm a little, little animated, a little bit, bit. (laughs) a little bit. bit. Um, So I wish you guys could see my facial expressions accompanying these things, um, because I feel like it would just add to your experience, add to your listening enjoyment. Um,
0: So So there's that. There's the disclaimer that comes with JJ. (laughs) stuff on a podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love Mm -hmm. it so for the rest of you listen um knowing that you're in for a ride (laughs) yes (laughs) okay girlfriend so friendships um so your oldest is seven Mm -hmm. so I imagine that within the last seven years that your friendships have probably uh, changed, evolved, whatever, a lot since having one child, then two, and then three, mm-hmm. especially because of your husband's line of work. So, how about we start with that? How friendships were when you only had one, and then when you had two, and then when you had three. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: kind of. Did you go well, that I, route, or yeah. Well, kind of what I wanted to start with is okay. that. Um, I would say since um, since my third was born. So since 2014 I have like really um, had a big transformation in how I think about friendship and how I think Mm -hmm. about myself as a friend. And so I kind of want to just dispel or say out loud some of the things that I kind of came into adulthood adulthood thinking about friendship and, you know, I was kind of the, um, sisterhood of the traveling pants generation. Um, you know, I kind of grew up with this idea that whoever your friends are in high school or college are your friends forever. Mm. And, um.
0: BFFs for life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like you need to have 47 bridesmaids because, you know, in five years, this will matter. Um. You know, and and the truth of it is that that wasn't the case for me. And I don't think anyone ever explicitly told me that. Like, I don't think my my parents said that to me. Mm-hmm. But it's just kind of like our cultural idea that these are the people that you're going to name your kids after. These are the ones that you're going to be, you know, attending each other's kids graduations with. And it just didn't work that way for my husband and I. Um, we both moved away from our hometowns to go to college. We both, um, we knew each other in college and we, and we had a, a close, we, our friend groups were the same in college, but we moved away from our college town, um, a few years after we got married. And so distance and at the time I didn't realize it, but lifestyle really impacted those relationships, um, mm. So we got so we got married right I got married right out of college, like got married Friday night, graduated from college with my undergrad Saturday morning. do <laughs> it all in one Quite the the honeymoon. Yeah, it was insane. I don't know <laughs> why I thought I was like, well, I was the first woman in my co- in my family to go to college, oh. and so I was like, we'll just have the whole family be here for both events. It won't be stressful at all. It um, was insane. And not to mention half my bridal party was graduating that weekend, too. Like, that was just.
0: I think that's why you lost your friends, JJ.
1: Probably. Well, and bless. The truth comes out. I mean, let's also just say this. My dear mm-hmm. friend, um, one of my roommates in college she was living with two of us who were engaged at the same time. Oh, like God bless woman. her because there really are few things in life that are more insufferable than an engaged woman An engaged. Like, Oh my <laughs> gosh. And I, if you aren't currently in college and engaged, like we all love you and we are excited for you to get married, but for the love of Pete, there are other things going on in the world. Um, so, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Great advice for you, LLV for LLV you single LLV. women listening that you may like, be engaged in college right now. And You're, we, your yeah, mates are really you. trying to love you.
1: So we love be you. kind. We are so happy for you, but yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so, mm-hmm. so God bless Heather. God bless Heather. Um. So, so we, so we got married and, um, and then I immediately started grad school and he immediately started working a retail management position. And so even though a few of our, a lot of our friends had just recently gotten married, it wasn't the like transition from not married friends to married friends. Like we kind of went through that with a season of people, but it was, I didn't realize how our schedules were really affecting our friendships. Mm. Um, because he worked weekends and he worked in the evenings um, and because, you know, all of our friends came from school or from church, you know, it got really hectic as far as us being able to, um, attend all the things with all the people all the time, like we had been used to doing when we were in college and, you know, could hang out at 11 PM on a random. So, night. so at that
0: point, would you say that you remember, or could you recall, um, uh, what was going on with your close friends? Was there a... uh, What do I want to ask? Could you sense that people were kind of, like, upset? Was it just a natural separation that nobody really kind of suffered through it? Or did there end up being a blow-up? Like, how did that all transpire?
1: No, I think there's just a natural shift in Mm -hmm. life stages. And I think, for me, I just felt... Left either left out or guilty mm. at all times. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like guilty at all times. Um. And then two, you know, I I just was like, oh, I'm being a horrible friend because I don't have the I don't have the energy to muster going to this thing, or I feel left out because Chris can't come, and mm-hmm. it's a couple of things, you know, or yeah, or frankly hey, our financial setup when we first got married was different than some of our peers. And so like, hey, we can't go eat out with you guys.
0: Yeah, the budget. Yeah, the budget doesn't allow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the budget doesn't (laughs) allow that. Or, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and so some of that was natural. And then, you know, we kind of experienced it again when we moved, Um, we moved, you know, 12 hours away. Um, And then we were in this whole new, group of people who were wonderful and lovely and they were all going to school with my husband um and so that was kind of like our people and then as they started to graduate and get jobs and and move um you know it's kind of like just floundering and figuring out who you were and we lost touch and again I was like oh I'm an awful friend because we lost touch but in the reality it was just it was just growing up it was just a natural thing that these these Friendships and these relationships are here for a bit and then they move out, and then they, you know, they naturally. Move. I mean, the Bible tells us. I don't know why I didn't believe it. Um, but <laughs> what? Has a season. what kind of Christian are you that you don't believe everything and change know, immediately? Right? I mean, I, guess. I don't know. If we we can be friends. I know. We just think <laughs> things like a oh, lot. Well, that's that's what other people struggle with. I know. Um, <laughs> but what part? What part? Yeah. So you know, and you know, it tells us, you know, everything in a season. You know, there's mm. there's a time to reap and a time to sow. You know, all those things. And so I don't I don't know that I really knew that would happen with friendships as much and then you know once Chris moved into his so my husband is an airline pilot um, and you know so he travels anywhere from 15 to 20 nights a month he's gone and he he's gone for one day or he's gone for five days or he's gone for three days and you know from month to month our, our schedule changes I I, mm-hmm. I will know at midnight tonight what may might look like and then they have five days to change it so really it finalizes on the 15th so i'll know on the 15th what what days he's home in may. so you
0: basically have two weeks to know what's coming up the next month
1: right right gotcha and, yeah and um you know i know it just makes things hard like oh mm-hmm. can you guys come to this or can you commit to this or lord have mercy holidays oh lord jesus um holidays summer vacation you know we just can't the answer is always, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So so that makes it makes it tough. Um,
0: so at when at what point um, did he when you had your, your daughter, your first mm-hmm. one, um, was he a pilot
1: at that point? So he was. So, he, so okay. I was working at a high school, um, working at a public high school. Um, and I at that point he had been a pilot for a little while. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like in the groove of having him in, having him out. Um, we had had a roommate who I loved and she had moved on to, uh, she had gotten married and moved home. And so I was kind of lonely. Um, you know, it's hard to come home most nights and have, have it be quiet. I am an extrovert too. Yeah. So I don't need that quiet time. Um, and I have w- good friends at school, uh, but they were my work friends, you know? Um they didn't know Chris because I got joked to a lot, like, "Oh, he doesn't really exist." Doesn't really exist. You know, whatever, <laughs> the, the JJ's imaginary husband. JJ's imaginary husband. Um, oh my gosh, that's yeah. hysterical. <laughs> and so, um, and and at that time in my life, a lot of my department members were male, so I was working mostly with males. Um, so I loved hanging out with them. They were great guys. Um, but you just really can't go any deeper yeah, than what you've got. Not wise. Yeah. <laughs> likewise, yeah. Um, then, you know, then the few out, then the, you know, time at school and the year I was pregnant with a, with my oldest Avery, I could, you know, go to football games and I could, um, you know, go to staff get togethers and things like that. But once she came along, I really couldn't, um, because we lived about 40 minutes from school and, you know nap time and bedtime and uh and having to be I didn't have any I don't have any child care not having any child care um you know it really put a not I would not say a strain but you know I had to miss a lot of stuff um and on the days that he was home like if he was home on a Thursday he did not want to go watch the ninth grade boys play football you know he wanted to hang out with his wife and his daughter who he hadn't seen in a week yeah um, you know, so it started. So those work relationships, you know, they're they're really um, the surface, how surface level they had been really became really apparent to me. Um, so, yeah. So a few. years. So- yeah, well, I, I can see that really
0: being hard um, because I, I, I'm here thinking, OK, so, yeah, he, he hasn't seen you guys, let's say, you know, when he goes for the longer trips for a week and really wanted to be home with his wife and, you know, and daughter. And I imagine if you're the extrovert, he probably isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's, he's probably an introvert, yes. right? And so there's that. Um, and so I'm here thinking, so there goes your opportunity to then to go out with him if you didn't have babysitting. And then he didn't probably want to go anywhere
1: either. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there he, goes. He's, he's eaten airport and hotel food for a week. Yeah. He doesn't want to go out to eat, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, one of the things, I feel like this conversation lends itself into the marriage part, too, because, you know, your friend, your, you know, your friendships can sustain you through times when your marriage is rough. And guess what? There will be times when your marriage is rough. Really? Um- Oh my god. Oh, I don't know. Okay. You're not really
0: a great Christian. Your marriage is a mess too. Oh, I can still not
1: relate. All you need <laughs> is a date night. You just need a monthly date night and everything Everything will be fixed. Will be fixed. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Stop ah, it! You probably, just, it! Yeah, you probably <laughs> just need to, like, have more sex, JJ. That will just fix everything magically. Um, Yeah. Oh, stop my abs. I know. Right? Okay, um, keep going. <laughs> so, you know, um. so, but at the same time, so when your friendships are kind of in the hole, your marriage can help you sustain that. But at the end of the day, Chris can't be my everything, you know, mm-hmm. and he can't be my everything. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, my friends can't feel, you know, when I'm, they can't be my everything either, you know, so, um, so. You know, it was hard. I feel like I lost my way in those really early years of parenting. Um, so so I, had, I, I had all three of my children within 37 months of each other. Um, so I was basically pregnant or nursing for five years straight. Um, and in the middle, after my second was born, um, I finished the school year. She was about eight months old. And then I quit because I was like, I'm going crazy. I can't work full time. And be, and not have help when I get home. I can't like tag out at the end of the day. And um, and at this point, he was like um, pilots, just so everybody knows, and police officers, and EMTs, and hospital people. They tend to work more when school is out. <laughs> so he was working weekends. He was working school holidays. He was working summers. Um,
0: right. So you yeah. haven't had opposite schedules right, in a we, sense. We had yes. Opposite
1: schedules, and so. I just was like, I can't do this. I've gotta, I've got to quit work and come home and be a stay-at-home mom because everyone knows that stay-at-home moms have cleaner houses and better relationships. That's really what I thought. I was like, oh, my life won't be so busy if I come stay at home with two children under the age of two and I'm pregnant.
0: Then JJ, somebody, somebody failed you right? along like, the way. Somebody lied
1: to me, or I just wasn't <laughs> paying attention. Um, so. <laughs> go ahead here's the thing when you're at home more with small children your house is messier than it was when you weren't home with small children um and I thought oh I'm finally gonna have time to see all of my friends no I'm not and now I don't even have the outlet of enjoying my coworkers. you know like um so I was crazy lonely and also through this time um there were just some relationships in my life that were just changing. You know, these friends, they had, they were going through some changes too. And so there were some pretty significant relationship shifts for me. Um, well, let me tell you
0: something. Some things just shift period. Um, yeah, when do. my,
1: when my kids, my older
0: two were little, I worked. And so they went to babysitter. I yep. came home and you know, whatever. Um. But uh, when my granddaughter was, how old was she? About six months old. She basically lived with me for about six months Mm -hmm. um, and would go home with mom um, during the weekends. My son was away at um, basic training. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was homeschooling the two younger ones Mm -hmm. and I had her. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, why do women do this to themselves? Right. I, I couldn't function. Yeah. I'm just like, wh- because I had never done it. So here I'm in my forties, well, 39, maybe about whatever old I was. Cause this was four years, three years ago, I guess. Cause my granddaughter's four now. And um, I just, I remember this one lady I was building a friendship with and um, she was just like, Oh my gosh, I miss you so much. You don't hang out. You don't want I said, I can't even, I don't even want to leave the house. This packing mm-hmm. stuff up and going, mm-hmm. like this, I can't function. And she took it very personally. Now, yeah. I'm glad we weren't you know really really close because that would have been devastating for me like if I had a long-term friendship and you know it would have mm-hmm. kind of died um, because of that. Mm-hmm. I, I would have felt a whole lot of something about it. But at this point I was like, oh darling, I, I'm sorry, but I'm just not it. I, I'm not your it and um, I can't I can't do this. Um, I, I don't and I, I jokingly say that. It's like, I don't know how why no, send him to mm-hmm. <laughs> to work.
1: It is. And I, you know, this recently I really wanted to focus on. So I had my mm-hmm. notes right here in front of me <laughs> that I wasn't looking at. I was just talking about that. But, you know, I heard this um metaphor mm-hmm. from one of our pastors who, who I, who discipled me when we were in college. And um, he was saying, we're like sponges and for a sponge to properly work, it has to both be filled up and be squeezed out. Mm. And, for when we look at relationships, we there are going to be people that we pour, that we squeeze out ourselves into, but we also have to have people who are pouring into us and sometimes those are the same people and sometimes they're not the same people. And so you know when we look at our friendships, you know do we have people who are just they just want things from us or? And we're like kind of mentoring them or being their place to dump. Or do we have people who are pouring into us as well? Um, and, and, you know, we need to know our own boundaries. I mean, I remember having a friend who was freaking out about something. Like she was really struggling with something. And I remember I was in the middle of um, having two little kids. I was still working at the time. I hadn't seen my husband in four days. And she was really upset about something. And I remember trying to keep my face neutral so that she couldn't see how dumb I thought her problem was. Does that <laughs> make sense? And, it, yeah. and I feel awful saying I, that I don't.
0: I don't know that you did a good job. Yeah, hey, I probably day, I know didn't. You.
1: I probably didn't. But I just remember yes, being like You were trying to. I was just like, I don't have space in my life to walk you through this because I don't even understand why this is an issue. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at that moment I didn't have anything left for her. I just your was
0: sponge like, was dry
1: yeah I just was like <laughs> uh I don't know just say don't do that or whatever you know, whatever whatever the issue was I don't even yeah. remember what it was um and so that's where I had to go through and like kind of take a step back and be like whoa am I be am I a healthy friend in this situation is this person just needing something from me that I don't have to give them Right now, you know, um, and, you know, when you've got, when you don't have your spouse at home at the end of the day every day to, like, recharge you or to, like, talk you down from your crazy, because you get inside your own head, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's really, you really do have to lean into your friends. And that's where you got to be careful of picking your friends or in maintaining the friends and so I think you know one of the thing one of the things Chris and I have really really had to work on the last few years is um giving ourselves and our friends reasonable expectations about what friendship is going to look like um
0: with, with you guys because of yeah. your situation that's we'll that's actually speaking. very
1: wise yeah and so, yes
0: so they don't go in with expectations like yeah. you did
1: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And so some of that is, you know, kind of like letting people go when the season is over, but also, you know, really listening to the Holy Spirit about like, hey, this is where you need to pour or this is where or whatever. So, um, you know, just some things I just want to bring up that people don't think about if, if, if they are, if they are in a relationship with someone who has a normal schedule, there's just a lot of things that people don't think about. So for example, um, like church Bible studies, um, like we can't commit to a Bible study. You know, I cannot commit to every Tuesday night we will be there. Number one, sometimes he's home on Tuesday, sometimes he's not. You know, he doesn't want to walk in and out of a Bible study. He doesn't want to be there one week and not there the next week. Like that's, he doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if, he's, if, if Tuesday night is the only night we're all home as a family, I don't want to I want to honor that, you know, like I want him to feel like my time with him is important too, you know? So it's really hard for us to commit to weekly, weekly things. Um, so, you know, that's, that, that's kind of hard. That's, I know that's where in the church, we kind of have this idea that small groups is where you really build your relationships. And, and that is true. But what, what about the rest of us that can't commit to that? Um, You know, I hear a lot of friends who are in my stage of life who say, oh, our sports families, like, oh, our kids playing sports is where we met our people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, I value sports and I value extracurriculars, but I am also the only taxi service at this house. So I can't have three different kids going in three different directions and, you know, go, I don't have anyone to leave the kids with. I can't like expect my four-year-old to sit there and behave or not act like a crazy person during my seven-year-old's two-hour soccer practice you know like that's yeah not fun for me it's not fun for him um so because it would
0: always be on your shoulders pretty much yeah Yeah.
1: and you know I want it to be I want to have the expectation that we're going to show up and cheer for each other so I can't like I've, I've had to really catch myself I am also again an extrovert I love to do things I you know I have I've had to overcome the fear of missing out. I just can't sign my kids up for everything just because it's good. You know, yeah. it's not fair to me. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to, to our marriage. It's not fair to our friends. Um, you know, and, and two with Chris's schedule, we we have kind of had to come to an understanding that neither of us has quote time off, you know, like we have time together mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have time apart <laughs> and a lot of the things that need to happen, need to happen whether or not he's home or not you know so we have we've learned that and um and we've really come to an understanding that there are certain things that he needs and that I need I, he has come to the realization that I do need time with friends so I have to say he is very good about saying hey once a month you plan a time with whoever you want to without kids and I'll, I'll definitely babysit um yeah so whether that, that's good or not so so it's been nice and and God has gifted me with friends. Uh, I, You know, I, I do have one of my very best friends. Her husband is also a pilot. Um, and so she, our kids are similar age. Um, it's been such a blessing to find that for her to be able to understand, you know, how hey, this is how it works. I got to check his schedule first. Um, so, and even like, like holidays, mm-hmm. you know, for her to say, Hey, I know he's gone and you don't want to travel by yourself with the kids. Do you want to come join our family? Like that's been a really, really, really big deal. Um, all right, I feel like I got off on a tangent. What do we want to? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as you were
0: talking, I was I was reminiscing a little bit about when uh, the years I was a single mom, and I, I will tell you because I am an extrovert. Like, I mean, I, I was done, and frankly, I could have just stayed single for the rest of my life, um, mm-hmm. uh, and would have been fine. Um, ma- marriage is just not my forte. <laughs> And yes, I am married. Yeah, say that. <laughs> that's right? not, She's married, people. Yeah, I am married, but I don't need a man. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's yeah, it's it's hard work uh, for sure when somebody's very and like be very independent. Um, but I just remember definitely um, uh, sh- cherishing those friendships that. You know, I could just go and we could hang out. I had a couple single moms, um, you know, that we were friends. And, you know, it's funny. I I didn't have a lot of married friends. Mm -hmm. They were either single Mm -hmm. or single moms or single. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, you married people are so boring.
1: (laughs) You don't do anything. I I need some fun. Yeah, I feel like, though, like, kind of, like, I feel like we, it is hard to maintain couple relationships because frankly it's hard for me to get really close to someone. If Chris doesn't get along with their spouse too, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if we don't have the opportunity for them to get to know my friend, you know, he, you know, it's, it's, it's just hard for me to be as close to someone. Let me say it like this. It can be hard. Um, if we're in the same like space, like if they Mm -hmm. live in my town it's hard for me to be close to someone who doesn't know my kids and doesn't know my husband, because that's just such a huge part of my life. Yeah. yeah with that said, you know, Zamida and I, our friendship is a long distance friendship. And some of my closest friends are long distance um, because it is sometimes easier to have long distance friends because they're not with you in the day to day. Like they don't see your parenting crazy. They <laughs> don't see... You know, because let's be honest, people's crazy comes out when they have a baby. Like that latent crazy that's under the surface that you have no idea even about yourself, it comes out when you have a kid. Um, yes. So, and that, and I would say, like, that is, that can be an obstacle to friendship too. Like, if, if you're a mom and you meet this other mom and your kids are the similar age, okay, but if they parent like a wackadoo or their kid is a holy terror, like, you can't really get close with them because, you know, so much of your friendship is built on your family time. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things too that's, that's um, you know, for any any woman who's in a relationship, um, who's in a, a romantic or marriage relationship, not that marriage relationships aren't romantic, but you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. um, is like we it, we need friends who we can talk through the struggle with Without them jumping to, you need a divorce. I hate your significant other. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. And this is where, you know, like family, like I can't really, I, I don't go to my family, to my mom or to my sister to, to decompress when I'm frustrated with my husband, because that's not fair to him. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. I don't want them to jump to, I know that they will jump to defending me and being on my side. You know, um, so I, you know, that's one of the things that I have really found in the last few years that I needed were level headed, wonderful friends who are in my corner, who also understand that I am married to a good man, who, you know, um, who is
0: flawed, just like
1: who is we are. Right. And and (laughs) even though I can go to them and be like, oh, my gosh, it drives me crazy when, but can also remind me yeah, but man, he loves you or man, you know, Mm -hmm. him doing that is him trying to show you that he loves you. Um, and you know, this, you know, I kind of referenced this a little bit earlier, Chris and I have been, we will celebrate our 16th this year. You know, last year was really hard for us. Um, like the last 18 months were really hard for us. I, I think this, if you, if we had spoken exactly 12 months ago today, I would have a different, um, I don't want to say outlook, but I just was really broken. I was really in a, and not feeling strong and confident in my role as a wife. Um, just, and not because of anything major, but just because of the ebb and the flow of marriage and the ebb and the flow of, you know, what, um, JJ at 37 is not who she was when she was 22 and said, I do you know, and then, mm-hmm. and then in and then the, the realization that Chris is not who he said he, you know, he's not who he was. Yeah. At 26 when we got married and just walking through that and having some friends who could understand the pressure that I'm under, um, in having to, to sometimes be the only parent and sometimes having to be the one that keeps everything together so that he can have success in his job. Um, and understanding that I don't often have childcare and that I you know, can't just stop and go like having friends who understand that pressure, but also understand that he's a good man and that I'm a sinner and he's a sinner. And we're all just still trying to strive towards Jesus and friends who could, who could walk that with me and feel the hurts and um, walk through the, um, I would say the word is disillusionment. I wouldn't say in my husband, but in the institution of marriage, I guess like having some unhealthy views of marriage and some wrong theology thrown at us as early newlyweds and um, walk through that with me and say, we love you and we are cheering for you and we are cheering for Chris. We're cheering for you guys as individuals and as a couple, um, was so helpful. I mean, really having those friends are, I would say like 50% of the reason we made it. And, well, and, and Christ and having Christ, yeah, too, like yeah. having being able to,
0: to do that. <clears throat> Staying married is a lot more difficult than not. And, okay. um,
1: I, oh uh, my gosh, yeah. <laughs> should I repeat that?
0: Staying married mm-hmm. is a whole lot more work than not. Yes, um,
1: I mean, be, making a family is easy, being a family is not.
0: <laughs> yes, like, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm listening to you and I, and I agree, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly agree. I have um friends that are the same way. Um, not that I would not want a friend to, to view something in my marriage and be like, you know what, it's time for you to get out. And yeah. you know, that's different. Oh, yeah. that's different. Um, and I'm not going to go into that because that podcast is not about this, but yeah. there would be certain circumstances that I would even be like, mm, have yeah. you considered, you know, this, yeah. but just the regular flaw th- flawed things that we have, you know, as people. And when we bring it in and, you know, when we're not at our best and to have somebody, yes, like you said, be like, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm here for you. And at the same time, okay, let's, let's see where, if there's something where you can change Mm
1: -hmm. because
0: you only can change you and, you know, I'm praying for you and praying, you know, for your husband and, um, or just listening. Cause sometimes we just, you know, we're angry, we vent Mm -hmm. and then next week we're fine.
1: (laughs) You know, one of the things I, I was walking through this last year, um, you know, and we as Church people, I'm just gonna say church people in America, Mm -hmm. we get very weird around people who are struggling in their marriage. Like we kind of run from them or we kind of stand on the outside and be like, You just need to. If your answer starts with a just, it's wrong. There is no just about it. Okay. Um, there's no easy fix, there's no single fix. And so, um, I feel like, you know, it's hard to share with people. Who you want to encourage you and minister to you? It's hard to share that you're struggling in your marriage. It's hard to put on a show that we're not struggling. You know, like, like this is, these are really dark and lonely times because you have to be careful, kind of, you know, out of respect for him. Like, I don't want to go air all of our business because I, we just don't need to do that. Um, also, side note, don't put your marriage business out on Facebook. That's just a side note, but whatever. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, so what would you me? say...
0: What would you say has been helpful at this point um, that your friends have done or said when you're sharing something hard? I think, like can you think of anything like specific?
1: Yes, Because so you just said, that,
0: you know, it's saying just do this is not
1: helpful. So what, what helpful. would be? I think some questions are number one, to validate feelings. to validate feelings. because I think that one of the things that was really hurtful, is when I say it hurts my feelings when this happens, and for people to say that shouldn't hurt your feelings. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, your feelings mm-hmm. are valid. Okay. So okay, if I have some emotional baggage to work through, I need to work through that. But just to say, you know what? I'm really sorry you feel that way. That must really hurt to feel like that. Um, and that's I think that's in just in anything in life. But I think too, um, you know, having friends who would say to me, JJ, I am so glad that you trust us with this, whatever the this is, with this struggle in your parenting, with this struggle in your work, with this struggle in your marriage. I am so glad that you trust me with this. Have like, what is the Holy Spirit telling you about this?
0: Yes. And they directing back to. Yes. But they didn't
1: <laughs> do it in the, I think you need to pray about this. Have you prayed about it as much as you've talked about it? Like they they weren't Jesus juking me. They were gently saying, you know, I can't fix this for you as your friend." You know, Jesus has got to minister to your heart in this or saying, Chris can't fix this for you as your husband. You know, like where, where are these, are you giving space to the Holy spirit to come in and put these pieces back together Are you listening for places where maybe you have some, um, where you have some responsibility in how you reacted to this? Um, Are you taking control over things in your life that you do have control over? You know, um, just friends who gently, who love me and tenderly say, hey, we recognize that and, and I affirm that. What can we do to help? Um, what, how can we point you towards Jesus in this? How can we make you feel whole in this? Awesome. You know,
0: I, I, I love that because it takes a lot of bravery to be transparent and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody says, you know, thanks for sharing this, they really acknowledging that that is a big step. Mm -hmm. Now, sharing things for some people is easier than others, Mm -hmm. but, you know, voicing that out loud, knowing that that's probably was something really hard for somebody to share, Mm -hmm. I think creates um, a deeper level of friendship as well, um, to know that that somebody acknowledges it.
1: And I want to say one thing, too, that really um, I have seen really make me bristle at church people um, in the last few years is when... When we dismiss their struggle because, because you don't have that blessing. Does that make sense? So if, well, at least you have a husband, Ah. Well, at least you have kids. Well, at least he has a job. Well, you know, like, okay. I am me saying that my husband's like schedule is hard for me or that it creates struggle in my life or me saying that parenting kids by myself is hard is, doesn't negate the fact that I'm not thankful for those things. It's just saying that it's hard, you know? And I feel yeah. like for a lot, for a, the first five years of me walking through, or for, I would say three to four years of me being a parent um, was hard for me to say that because I had been so conditioned to, well, you know, some people can't have kids. Well, there's lots of mamas out there who would like to have kids. And I couldn't say this is hard for me because I couldn't say, I'm struggling with my husband's schedule or him being gone all the time because well, I'm me... afraid of the people mm-hmm. who are like, oh, well, at least you have a husband. Or I-
0: I'm going to tell you that that's not even – I've heard that shared with people that have um, adopted mm-hmm. and it's been hard and they won't open their mouths because of mm-hmm. fear of people like, well, you wanted this. Why would you complain
1: about it now? Yes, and it's not just <laughs> acknowledging that it's hard <laughs> – is not there's nothing wrong with it it is hard whether you you know or not (laughs) and you know what some you know if there's a place in my life where i sound complaining that's one thing but sharing the struggle of it is not easier but also this idea that we christians have that if god if god answers your prayer if you've had a desire of your heart and god gives it to you but it's not going to be hard like that's bad theology you know if the desire of your heart is to be a mom and God grants you that desire, it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It's still hard. You know, if God, like... In this
0: life, you will have trouble.
1: Yes, you will. (laughs) And, like, I just think, like, that's crap. Excuse me. Sorry if that's not for the kid friendly, But, like, that's crap. Like, it's going to be hard. Your answered prayer is going to be hard. The next step of it is going to be hard. And so I think it's really i've had to cut some people out of my life because they just want to they just want to dismiss my heart and again not complaining i mean you do need those friends in your life for saying hey stop complaining yeah you need those friends but you also need the people to say like yeah it is hard i can imagine like that is i'm sorry you weren't prepared for this and you couldn't be prepared for it and it is hard um so yeah
0: yeah and there is that factor of there's knowing intellectually like yeah it'll probably be hard it is different living things oh um,
1: you can't in the I day mean,
0: in the day out
1: I think you know parenting marriage adult friendship which is totally different than kid friendship like there it's just people can tell you it's hard but you can't see it until you're really in the middle of it you don't understand what the heart is and on that note too you know the only thing I think we carry into adult friendships is the knowledge that we were given when, when, how we were told to be friends when we were kids. And that's just different. It, it is just different. Um, you know, we can't just ignore the people we're in, we, you know, our neighbors, we can't just ignore them when they're being mean to us. You know, we've got to learn to deal with them in a healthy way. Um, you know, being nice doesn't always get you friends. Um, what that's That's not the formula I know right (laughs) Um, we need to rewrite the manual yeah yeah and so I think that's you know goes going back to the sponge metaphor like what do we have to offer what do we need from people you know sitting down taking inventory of that can be hard too like what do you know what I need for me personally having young kids having a husband who's gone a lot I need people in my life who I can call and be like oh my gosh I need help with kids today because of this small emergency. I mean, like I, you know, um, I remember, I think you were in the text message, but I, one of my children fell at a local retail store and had a really significant cut and I had to take rush Rushford to the hospital. I did not want to haul a two-year-old, and a five-year-old with me for that event. Yeah. Um, so I need people to be like, oh my gosh, can I drop off my kids with you? Um, I don't need people in my life who are like well you know that kind of cramps my style to have these kids with me or who are too busy to to be my emergency contacts or or who want to lecture me about how she shouldn't have been skipping in hobby lobby anyway. Like I don't need that. What I these, this is what I need right now. I need people who are like, "Oh my gosh, can I can I just bring you guys dinner? I'm not going to stay" but can I just bring you dinner? Can I, can I offer a meal for you guys? Um, and I need friends who can accept that for me, who, who I can say, Hey, I cannot attend your uh, 40th birthday extravaganza because I don't have childcare that night, but can I bring you coffee earlier in the day? Like I need that. I need friends who are flexible like that.
0: Yeah. To be able to receive that. what you
1: can give. Yeah. I don't need a friend who, who can't, except the fact that I have not texted you back in three days. Like, I remember reading your text, and I do love you. Please accept this apology. I don't need that friend who needs that, like, immediate gratification all the time. Um, yeah, so, yeah, just, like, having that understanding of what I need and what I have to offer is, has been really freeing for me and has really helped me to not get my feelings hurt. So much, or so, feel guilty so much.
0: How about top three things that you would think maybe in general, regardless of whether you're introvert or extrovert, um, mm-hmm. a mom that is basically single parenting because husband works, you know, wacko mm-hmm. hours in whatever field they do or travel a lot. Mm-hmm. What would you say are probably? I mean, I say three because maybe that'll be easier to come up with. But if you have more, yeah. go ahead. What would you say that would be um, help them to feel loved, seen, supported?
1: I, you know, small informal willingness to have small informal meetings, (laughs) like, or or grace that her house is dirty, you know, um, or the understanding that if you want to do something with her, she's probably going to have to bring her kids. Um, Those are big, but just, you know, at if you see her at church, can you go sit with her? Because she probably does not have a spouse there to sit with her, Mm. you know, or just saying this. This one's huge can I help you drop the kids off in kid church? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Jump the circus of the kid church drop. (laughs) Yes. But also, you know, let me say this thing for if you're on staff at a church. Um, I remember this has happened to me a couple of times, but you know, just the work of getting little kids to church by yourself is huge. And I know a lot of moms whose, whose spouse is on staff at church and they have to do this too getting the kids to church by themselves. Can you just give us space or permission to maybe once a month leave and go get coffee by ourselves? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, um, or I will never forget our church children's director, Kristen Mikesell. I love her so much for this. I don't remember which of my children it is because they all start to blur together. But one of my littles, was in the nursery and was just having one of those days where they cried for the 10 minutes and they were, they were paging me to come get him or her. And I walked up those stairs to get my kid. And I would, I was in tears myself. Mm. I'm about to be in tears just thinking about it. I was was just so ragged. And she looked at me and said, do you want us to keep her? I think it was a her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Please, please. (laughs) because I just didn't have like I was so tired and that having someone else walk and rock a little being and let me just sit, even if it was in worship or even if it was our church meets in a beautiful facility out back in the in the um, porch swing and look at the lake you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just let me sit. It was such a ministry to me for them to be like, yes, I will handle this crying baby for you. Like that was just such that. I mean, here we are four or five years later, and I'm still thinking about how much that touched my heart. Um, I went to a church recently. I was trying to find a, a, a program for my kids and, and I basically, and it was, and I am an extroverted woman who is secure in her place in Christ and I was new to, the, it was a church we didn't attend and I was new to it. And the woman at the nursery check-in basically lectured me on how this was not free childcare and I needed to have accountability to her to where I, what cl- church class I was going to be attending. And it made me feel
0: so guilty and whatever. Guilty.
1: And like, <laughs> without even like doing anything. Wow. Me. Uh-huh. And I just was like, what you know what I mean I mean I just was so dumbfounded by how she spoke to me that I just was like she has no idea what I'm looking for or what I need you know what I mean and, and I was like I'm not looking for free childcare. but what if I was like what if I was what if I wanted my kids to have other adults who love Jesus pouring into them for an hour on a Wednesday night so that I could go shop for groceries or so that I did not have a person asking me to wipe their bottom for 60 minutes. Like, what if that is what I was looking for? Like, I just feel like in, these are some experiences I've had in church where they just make me feel like not like they just don't understand what single moms or moms who are on their own a lot or men for, for you know, there's single dads out there too, what we're going through. Like, sometimes church needs to be our refuge to just be, to just be JJ and to not be Avery Nealon and Isaac's mom, you know, um, to be more, to be again, an individual that Jesus loves and not just a mom. And so, or, or not just be Chris's wife, you know, like that, like, that's what I feel like we need in our churches and just in our relationships. If you, if you see a mom who's busting her behind at home or working full-time or whatever, can you just say to her, Hey, you are doing a good job at whatever you're doing. Like you're doing it. You are a rock star. The fact that you were able to get children out the door by yourself. And they're all alive. (laughs) Yeah. Like I joke (laughs) that by 9am on a Tuesday, I have probably handled more small crises than I ever thought possible before I had kids. Like I have, you know, probably saved a life, cleaned a toilet and applied makeup, you know, by 9 a.m. Hopefully I, and, and delivered people, little people to where they are supposed to go um, on about two hours of sleep. Like that's like, that's what we've, what we've done. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. She just having that, um, the, the understanding that, the number of people who have asked me if my husband regularly cheats on me is astounding to me
0: wow how
1: hurtful! yeah because they find out that he's in the aviation industry which hey there is a stereotype whatever um but the number of people who have said things like that to me or to him is not helpful when you're in the middle of like trying to make this life busy life work you know like that's not helpful or I don't know uplifting And I think, too, um, like I was saying, so my husband's in the aviation industry. But, you know, the number of people that you probably know who are married to someone with a non-traditional schedule, like police, like all of our first responders, police, EMS, um, firefighters, people who work in a hospital as nurses or doctors, um, retail. Oh, my gosh. If you're married to someone in retail, Lord bless you. Because they're basically yelled at all day by... Americans who are trying to get a deal on something, you yeah, know? and then they're working weekends, they're working holidays. Um, you know, it's, it's real and it's out there and you know, it's, it's, it's the number of people who are not able to sit down and have a meal together with their families, um, or who are able to attend every co- thing together. Like I had to go to donuts with dad this year because dad was flying from the Dominican Republic to Fort Lauderdale. um, and he felt awful. You know, and thankfully my, my daughter didn't, like, notice that I was the only mom there. She was just excited that somebody was there. Um, but, you know, those to not have judgment over those things. Yeah. Or, you know. And I'm sure you know that because you had to play both sides. You had to play both parents too. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeppers. Yepers. Yepers. So how about we segue into salt? So knowing... <laughs> <laughs> how do you figure out how to be salt to people in your neck of the woods, um, with your limited schedule or extra time, I yes. guess, how do you fit let that in? Let me tell
1: you, let me tell you, if yes. you're an introvert, you do not want to meet me while I'm alone at target. because <laughs> I am that crazy lady who got, you know, 20 minutes to herself. And it's like, Oh, husband, I have this super long list of things I need at target. Bye. Um, So, you know, you know, one of the ways I I try to new moms or women who I know have a lifestyle like mine, um, I just try to check in on them and be like, you're doing great. It's fine. Can I help you out to the car with your four children under the age of five and your groceries? Like, can I help you? Um, And I really am trying just to um, say, it's okay. You're doing a great job. The fact that you are you have made it to this event or you were at church today is amazing and it's great. And I have no idea what kind of fight you had to get here. Um, so I, I really am trying to pass those on to, And I'm really trying to, um, to let, to unleash, to unleash the women around me to say, you're really good at this. I try to point that out when somebody's doing something really good. Like, man, you're really good at organizing that or your kids always look so cute. I'm sure you put a lot of thought into their style or whatever, or wow, your house is really clean. I'm really jealous of that. That is awesome. that you have that gift. Um,
0: gotcha. So building other people up and, and what you see that they're good at. I love that. Try to. Yeah.
1: Or also based on my Facebook post sharing that my life is not all unicorns and mermaids I mean it is but not like it's not all magical just trying to be real (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) because that little one of
1: yours (laughs) oh you know what is so funny so you're not friends with me on Facebook I usually do like a daily like something that my kid said today Um, and my son really is hysterical the things that come out of his mouth are hysterical but he's really sweet too like he's much sweeter than I think maybe he comes off of in one word posts but yeah um yeah he's a he keeps me on my toes it's so cute I thought I knew everything about parenting until I had him and then I was like whoa I am absolutely not in control of this at all well it was a third
0: and then you had two girls and then you got the boy
1: right (laughs) (laughs) Yes. so then there's that two pretty mild my girls have pretty mild personalities compared to his so um yeah yeah it's it's crazy
0: that's hysterical. Mm-hmm. And so, if you were a spice, which one would you be? And how do you bring was, that to the table? This
1: this question. i was yes. so terrified of this question. When you emailed me, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, this, like, terrified me. Why? Why? Um, what terrified you? Well, because I love food. Mm. I love mm-hmm. food. But I'm also like, oh, garlic is my favorite thing. But that's not – you don't really want to be the garlic. But, like, <laughs> You know – So I think, or like cumin is one of my favorite spices in my food. But you don't want to like be a spice that can make your body odor smell bad. So like I was like I don't really want to be cumin either or garlic. Um, but I think I think I am paprika. Oh, okay. Now that was never what I would have expected. Not bring it. Yes, paprika because it kind of brightens things up. You Mm -hmm. know, adds a little, little color. Um, but it's also surprisingly sweet. Uh
0: huh. Like
1: you think it's gonna come on really strong, and sometimes I do. But it's you know surprisingly sweet. It adds like a little little sweetness. So that's what I think. I'm i paprika. Hopefully. <laughs> In my give me mindset, give me though. Chris's uh, number. I'll confirm oh. that and come back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna be like he's gonna be like what? What? She's talking to you about what? Uh-huh. Why? I don't, I don't know. Like,
0: <laughs> Paprika who? What?
1: <laughs> yes. It's so funny. Like friends, like this is the thing. Like um, when he meets people, they're a lot, they're all, this is, they always say he's really tall and he's really quiet. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Why do you think I get to talk so much? Because he's quiet. Like that's. Um, oh, so that's really, funny. Yeah. It's really funny. So
0: you, you would probably say then that when you're with people. You would come on really bright.
1: Yeah, I yet think so.
0: After you leave, or their impression would be like, yeah, really bright with a touch of sweet.
1: Touch <laughs> of sweet, yeah. You know, like for so example, my enneagram. Mm-hmm. Like my enneagram. People are a lot of times like, oh, you're a seven. Oh, you're a three. And I'm like, no, I'm a two. Like I really care deeper that I. I think people see the performance side of me, I, and I am.
0: Are you, you a wing three? Like, <laughs>
1: No, I'm really not. I'm a two. I'm a two. No, I said, are
0: you a wing three?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Think you don't know. So, I, so what are you a wing one? Know? I think I'm a. I, I have to go back and look. I don't remember all the things. I just remember I'm a two. I'm a two seven nine. I think that um, I feel a little bit more deeply than people think I do. Mm-hmm. And also, like, yeah, like I've got some righteous anger. Do not invite me to the fight unless you want me at the fight. But. I'm not going to come in there with guns blazing, you know, like I will have thought about before I let my guns blaze a little bit. I I think I'm a little bit, hopefully I'm a little bit warmer or softer than people think sometimes than I, as I initially come off. Um, So, yeah. You, I, how do we go from paprika to enneagram I don't even know I don't it's know right. I mean have I you heard me either. talk
0: about it because you know I, I'm all into the I inter- have. into the enneagram <laughs> I have I
1: have I was enjoying <laughs> listening to you and Jana speak about it on your yes, um, yes. podcast
0: yeah oh my goodness yes um yeah I'm an eight so I you know what it's funny I can cause see I'm, I'm being a, a you know hypocrite here because um I still haven't decided what spice I am <laughs> That's so funny,
1: but and as an eight, you're very quick to notice the hypocrites too. Yeah, so, like, yeah you are an eight. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else do you know
0: about me, JJ? I know. She's putting know. she's putting my stuff out there. Go ahead. I am. Baby. Yeah, yes. stuff out there, too. and it's okay because yeah. yeah. shame is not my game. <laughs> no,
1: it's not. Shame is not my game. Fake is not your game this what this really is that's what like yeah oh love it love it what do you Um, think your spice is i I don't
0: know know. i've done the same thing i really like garlic because you know garlic if there's a little bit you can taste it if you use a lot it's spicy um Mm -hmm. but i don't know if i'm a blend um and well technically i don't think garlic is even a spice unless you use it like dehydrated right because it's a little bulby thing the root isn't it yeah um so uh, I, that was the other thing. I like, I really should educate myself more on like Cookie. spices and <laughs> and how what what exactly. I mean, you know, there's herbs and spices. Although, who was it that said they were oh um, vanilla, vanilla extract? And I'm like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be legalistic because you know the vanilla bean, mm-hmm. um, whatnot. I also thought of like a, an actual hot spice, like um, you know chili or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, I'm surprised you don't have like a whole Puerto Rican flavor profile as you're like, like coming out like as you're like, I am this 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 and this. Well, because it's funny because Puerto Rican food is not
0: spicy like in the hot sense. It's very no, flavorful.
1: Flavorful. Yes. But it's Not spicy.
0: Yeah. I mean, we. I'm an Some expert, dishes, now that but
1: in San Juan that one time, <laughs> <laughs> and had mofongo. Oh. and pozones in the same yes, meal. Yes. Yes. pain.
0: I um, I told somebody that you know my, my really my deal is I love fat yeah truth <laughs> salt and fat is what it should have been yeah <laughs> you
1: Especially you add the, spices yeah. to fat and you just mm. yeah <laughs> and I'm assuming because of some of our conversations regarding Puerto Rican food like pork fat be be preferred over other types of like yeah bacon or some mm-hmm.
0: yeah well I'm chicken sure. fat because uh, that stuff it doesn't crunch very well the skin crunches yeah. really well if you fry it oh, that's good yeah but Fish um yes yeah, exactly but um uh beef fat is good well seasoned mm-hmm. and pork fat definitely broken down tell me your uh,
1: thoughts on oxtail because i got our mutual friend rachel to eat oxt- oxtail
0: i've never had, had it milk. i don't think but i i wouldn't care it's meat on a
1: it's really yeah it's yeah. A stew. It's good
0: yeah I act funny because i was just at my uh one of my BFFs and she made this. She's Nigerian, and it was this mm-hmm. uh, sauce, red sauce, I don't know, and um, it had chicken and oxtail in it. But I just like the red sauce with the
1: mm-hmm.
0: green whatever thing. She, I don't know what it is. All I know is there was pounded yam in it, no. and um, so it's pounded yam. This, I don't know. I guess it was spinach green thing, and it has sardines, and I like fish, so and stuff. So it had mm-hmm. that, and then this red sauce with this meat. I didn't even eat any of the oxtail because I didn't need any meat, like the whole sauce thing is mm-hmm. yeah. So that was yummy. So yeah, I don't know. I, 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 butter is a food group. Bacon is a food group. <laughs> um, I like my lard dipped in lard with a side yeah, of lard. You <laughs> know, uh, uh, but I, uh, salt, I, I think, I don't care how much season you put on stuff. You, you need salt. Mm-hmm. So then there's that, right? Uh, so I, I'm going to have to, uh, get Myself together and really think about this and pick something so that I'm not putting you know expecting people to do stuff I, I'm not willing to do. My, it's not that I'm unwilling, I just really been like, I like food <laughs> mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> um, so what do I bring to the table? You know what? I'm so multi dimensional
1: mm-hmm.
0: that I, putting myself like in one thing, I just it doesn't even fit. So I think that's why I'm having a hard time.
1: I totally see that.
0: Yeah, so I, sometimes I'm spicy, sometimes I'm sweet, sometimes I'm. Spicy or sweet.
1: <laughs> you know what I really love. You know what I really love about you, Zamita, is that like you can take as good as you can give. Yeah, that make sense. Yes. Like Zamita, you can be like, you know what, I'm seeing this in your life, and blah 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 blah. You know, whatever. But you can also, you're so open. You want that for other people to speak into you as well. Like again, you're a give and a take. So it goes both that. ways. It I don't really. Have, does, I don't have but...
0: energy to be offended by a whole lot of stuff.
1: Um, no, but, but you're just so open. You're such a good. You speak into, and you're such. You're so open to listen as well. Is such a um. You know, people tend to be one. I I tend tend to see people as one or the other, and you're so good at both. Oh, thank so, you.
0: So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I have to do a personality profile, and miss, miss my uh, spices to that. Yeah, what's so one that so. that gives good and. You know, one of those, I'm
1: surprised eat. in all this Enneagram mess, they don't have like your food is
0: maybe that would be my thing. Your, yeah, your like, food, your Enneagram food,
1: companion. yes, your Enneagram 1990s <laughs> celebrity plan. your Enneagram dessert, your Enneagram soup flavor. Like, I don't know, like BuzzFeed, hello, what are you doing with your life? Um, I'm sure that probably actually is a BuzzFeed thing. We'll have to,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, JJ, thank you so much for sharing so candidly and openly yeah. about your experiences, sort of thank single you. mothering, sort and of friendships, single. and I, I love that we talked talk about all sorts of stuff—marriage, friendship, and yeah, relationships—and and all. It, it was it was really good, and um, so I will see you around on the
1: introwebs. On and, the interwebs. And, uh, yes, and in person, yes, doing our, our road trip up north this year. Um, We'll have to be in touch about that. I would love for you to meet my kiddos and I would love to meet yours as well. Um, We're
0: going to have to make that happen. I know. I
1: totally. Well, if summer's totally- your busiest, oh.
0: maybe I'll just head down to Florida.
1: Let's go to Puerto Rico together. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Puerto Rico together. <laughs> that sounds good.
0: Okay. All right. Thank All you right. So Thank much. you so much. Take care. Bye. If you have single parents around you, or know of any couples that have challenging work schedules, please reach out. JJ gave us great pointers on how to love these people well. And speaking of pointers, help a sister out. Share this podcast, rate it, review it, and subscribe. You can follow me on Facebook, on Twitter, or on Instagram. Thank you.